0: Welcome to episode 13 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Today, we will be doing our first official review cast on In Your Element. The game being reviewed today is Diablo Three Eternal Collection for Nintendo Switch. This episode is available immediately for Patreon subscribers supporting at the $1 tier or above, and will be available for free to everyone else on Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as usual. So if you'd like to receive this episode as well as the future episodes before anyone else, Consider supporting the show on Patreon.com slash element. I'd love it if you kick me a buck or two as it gives me the ability to create additional content for you guys. And as for full disclosure, we were provided early review copies of Diablo 3 by Blizzard. I do want to thank the folks over at Blizzard for the opportunity to play through and review their latest game for Nintendo Switch. My guests joining me today are a couple familiar faces from previous episodes, Eric Manning and Josiah Mills. Guys, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. Doing very good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, trying some uh, new deodorant, which is kind of making me break out. But other than that, it's a fantastic day.
0: That's always oh. a. That's, <laughs> that's always your a. Uh...
1: <laughs> some new deodorant, you know.
0: That's a risky, risky play to just change hey. deodorant on the fly. I know, I know man.
1: I'm, but know? I'm a risk taker, you know. I mean,
2: you're sensitive to that stuff, Josiah. <laughs> I'm just a
0: sensitive guy, you know. I just stick with the with the tried and true. <laughs>
1: Oh, Oh, what is it? Old Spice?
0: Yeah, Old Spice. Can't go wrong. That's where it's at. Yeah, buddy. All right, uh, before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find In Your Element online. The website is inyourelementpodcast.com. Instagram is at inyourelementpodcast. Twitter is at podcast. And visit patreon.com slash inyourelement to support at any level and you'll receive bonus episodes early, gain exclusive access to the In Your Element Discord server, Be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. Uh, So let's start with what is easily the biggest and most anticipated title of the year. And that, of course, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Rockstar's latest game launched last weekend and is already ringing in the accolades. According to IGN.com, Red Dead Redemption 2 had the largest opening weekend for any entertainment property in history, managing to sell through $725 million in copies over just three days. That is insane. and Yeah, it's an incredible amount of revenue in such a short period of time. And and no doubt a testament to the hard work the team at Rockstar have done over there uh, the past eight years. The game's been in development. Um, Now, Rockstar has not released the number of copies sold, but doing a bit of math based on price should work out to around 10 million copies in just three days. Uh, Well, yeah, insane. Um, While this may already be a runaway success, it's worth noting that Rockstar's previous title, Grand Theft Auto V, still holds the title for the most revenue generated during the title's first three days, eclipsing the $1 billion mark back in 2013 when the game was originally launched. The reason that Red Dead Redemption 2 holds the title for our largest opening weekend is because GTA 5 was originally released on a Tuesday. Um, I don't want to detract from what Red Dead is doing, however, uh, as they are off to a tremendous start, and it already is the highest rated game of the year on Metacritic. Looks like God of War has some serious competition when game of the year discussions begin in a month or so. Um, Eric, I know you've gotten some time with Red Dead. What are your initial impressions so far of the game? Man, it's
2: incredible. Um... I mean, so shout out best friend Amos out there. I know he'll be listening, but he is just super... He's been like super hyping up this game. And sometimes Mm -hmm. he can do that. And when I play it, it can be uh, not really what expected. Mm -hmm. But I literally have a text here that I sent him on Friday. And I said said to him, Okay, bro, I haven't even played more than 15 minutes. And this game's (laughs) amazing. The story's incredible. And then I said... It's been mostly story for me so far, and I'm not even mad at it's that good. Like mm-hmm. literally the first 15 minutes, I, I was all I felt like it was all story, but it was incredible. The artwork's beautiful. The mm-hmm. just the the game is is so good. My if I can my only pet peeve is I feel like it's kind of hard for me to get the controls down. Yeah, um, Amos was telling me, uh, you know, I was talking to him yesterday and he was telling me that he's played probably about three hours in and he finally feels comfortable with it. So that's Mm -hmm. the if I can complain a little bit, that's my only pet peeve. But Mm -hmm. I don't even care because it's so good. It is. so, so, so good.
0: It it really is so far. I'm not too far into it myself either. I want to say just as a guesstimate, maybe five hours or so. Um, definitely not the time that I would have liked to have invested by this point um, due to us playing Diablo so much. Yeah. But its it really is a, a, an incredible game. I have to say it is um, very different from what I was anticipating. And I think a lot of people going into this, maybe even after playing Grand Theft Auto V, are going to be a little taken aback by the pacing of the game. It's very deliberate in the mm-hmm. in everything that you do. Um, It seems that Rockstar kind of prioritized the realism and um, just the general world over making it feel like a video game, which Mm is which is good. But at at times you feel like you're like playing through real life and doing really monotonous things like looting a a drawer. You have to walk up, press a button to open the drawer, hold a button to loot it, and then press a button to close the drawer. like Mm -hmm. three things just to grab some something off of a desk or in a drawer um, feels monotonous. But I think if you set those expectations aside that this is a video game and really come at it as a, a, an incredible story and mm-hmm. um and a journey then I think you'll you'll take a lot more out of it. I've been playing yeah. um and just and kind of relaxing and enjoying the atmosphere. Um I know a lot of people wish that the game um you know, between missions was a bit quicker, but I actually enjoy kind of just hopping on the horse and getting distracted as you would in a normal open world game. Of oh, look, there's a deer. I'm gonna go hunt that deer real quick. Grab mm-hmm. that belt, bring it back to town and sell it or whatever. You know, so um, yeah, I, was, I'm, I'm, I would
2: I would say I feel like I'm playing through like a movie.
3: Yeah, that, very that much.
2: Then I get a choice of how mm-hmm. the movie turns out. Yeah, because you're you for reals. Like I mean, going from call of duty just came out as well i feel like i'm at the edge of my seat every time i'm playing whether i'm in mm-hmm. multiplayer or blackout
3: mm-hmm. and
2: then going from that and playing red dead red dead i f- literally feel like i could just sit back in my couch and play because it is very relaxing the mm-hmm. only time it has me up on my feet is if i'm in maybe a battle that i or a shootout that i mm-hmm. like him just super into but mm-hmm. I, dude it's i feel like it's so relaxing
0: it is. It really is. And I like the, mm-hmm. uh, when you're riding horseback, if you're, you know, in a group of, of people riding together, you can just hold down on the, on the trackpad button on the PlayStation four and it puts it into cinematic mode and wow, it's beautiful, man. You yes, just kick it's back, so you just cool. hold down X, so your horse keeps going. They'll maintain the route. They'll stay yeah. together. Uh, and you just basically watching a movie at that point and just listening right. to these conversations. Yeah. And for, uh, for me, I try to play through so many games in the year that, my natural reaction is just to blow through a game, but mm-hmm. this game, it, it really pushes back when you try and uh, do things too to quickly. Down. It sure does, because you really mm-hmm. do have a, a limited amount of stamina, like you mm-hmm. a lot of open-world games do, even Grand Theft Auto, to mm-hmm. an extent, um, but you, you know, you, you have to refill that stamina by going to the general store and picking up a can of peaches and eating those peaches and things like that. So if you don't have a lot of that, those items on hand, you're not going to be moving very quickly. You're really going to have to take it at this slower pace, um, oh, for sure. just to get through the world. So, Before um,
2: we move on question, mm-hmm. do you yeah. find yourself caring for your horse as much as I do?
0: Oh, absolutely. I know, um, <laughs> When when we were first talking uh, with each other about the game, I, I was telling you how the controls were a little cumbersome at first, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out, how do I mount the horse? And I just wasn't thinking of the horse as like a vehicle. Yeah. And I know shape typically in, in GTA, you have the triangle buttons going to get you in the car. So I didn't think, oh, yeah, triangle is going to be mount my horse. So I'm hitting mm-hmm. like every combination of buttons except triangle and mm-hmm. I end up just punching the horse, just straight yeah. up punching it right in the face. And I was like, oh, oh, no. And it was like a- <laughs> There's a button to pet your oh, horse. Um, and that button just disappeared after I punched him. So I was like, man, this horse hates me. He won't even let me pet him now. So yeah, we were awesome. not on good terms for a while. But uh, yeah, And I've,
1: speaking of horses, the only reason anyone plays this game is for the horse testicles.
0: Am I oh, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I, that was the first thing I looked for because you oh, start out gosh. in a snowy area. And I was like, I can't even see him. So I guess they're doing their their job. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. That says something about you guys because I haven't even thought to look <laughs>
0: Oh, I I, I Bro, definitely I watch definitely them live.
1: the rise and fall of oh. <laughs> the horse testicles. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Um, Eric, before we move on, what's been your biggest yeah. surprise uh, so far in the game?
2: Horse testicles. Um, yeah, horse <laughs> testicles at this point. I'm definitely going to be jumping on looking for horse testicles tonight. No,
3: I'm just
2: kidding. Uh, biggest surprise for this game, I would say. Uh, man. I, I guess I wasn't really expecting how slow paced it is yeah
0: yeah Not,
2: that's fair. and when I was when you know when I'm playing through because I played the first one and I love the first one so I was mm-hmm. you know expecting a little bit more out of that I definitely feel a little it's definitely a different game than the first one which I really enjoy but mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't expecting the slow paceness of it to just to be quite honest yeah it, it, it doesn't take me away from the game by any means but I can mm-hmm. definitely tell it's going to take me a while to to beat it um especially with game season going on right now you know all these Mm -hmm. games coming out right now there's no way i'm gonna finish with my lifestyle there's no way that i'm gonna finish this game um prior to all these other games coming out because i only get a couple of hours if i'm lucky i get a couple hours a night to play it but yeah yeah it's gonna be a huge game huge oh yeah
0: i've heard it's about 60 hours for average playthrough for the story
2: yeah, I think not, I've gotten, yeah. <clears throat> myself, I've probably gotten about four to six hours in at this point, and I'm only like <clears throat> 3% done with the game.
0: Mm-hmm. It's massive. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, the second piece of news for this week comes from over on the official PlayStation blog, where they announced the remaining 15 games that will be featured in the upcoming PlayStation Classic, launching December 3rd for $99. The full game list, consisting of 20 classic PlayStation games, include Battle Arena Toshinden, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. Uh, Now, this list has been getting a lot of criticism online, as many fans are noticing some glaring omissions, including myself. Uh, But first, I'd like to get your guys' opinions, just overall opinions on this list.
1: I'm going to hand it over to Josiah, since (laughs) he spoke so much. Hey, no worries. No, I I, so there's a few on the list that would pique my interest. You know, Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy VII is huge. I love Mm -hmm. that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Tekken. I love Tekken. Twisted Metal. I mean, come on. Who didn't... Love playing that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Theft Auto. There, there's some good ones on there. Um, obviously, and and I think there's some intricacies that go along with it. But there are some like what PlayStation was known for. When you think of PlayStation ads in the like the 90s, early 2000s, you think of Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously those aren't there. I think because of copyright issues with all the new renditions that are coming out now. But I mean, that is the epitome of PlayStation. When you don't have that
0: on there, it's like, come on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I it's agree. Almost, this feels like a B-list to me. Some yeah. of these titles, I, I to be honest, there's probably a handful of titles here that I haven't even heard of. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and I, I know like that these... Rayman? What's Rayman? <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but really, I, like Jumping Flash, mm-hmm. never heard of, never played it. But for a lot movie. of people, uh, that might be their favorite game. So it's nice to see them include some of these more obscure titles. As I was looking through this list, it seems like a lot of these titles are from the early launch of the PlayStation 1. So yeah. like 96, 97 time frame, which yeah. means that we aren't going to see a lot of the games that did come out later in the PlayStation 1's life. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what they focused on was like an early life of this. Maybe we'll see a second rendition of of this console that has you know a lot of the other games that are missing. But I doubt it. Realistically, it's probably just licensing issues that they ran into, which is which a is bummer.
2: A, yeah. That, that's a big bummer. Cause there's definitely a lot of games that I would love, would have loved to seen on uh, here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things like, I mean, how about um you know Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Like Ooh, that yes. would have been so Ooh, yeah. good to see it. I would Dream have loved that. It was my favorite, but yeah. even just to see the first one on here would have been great. I would yeah. have been tickled pink. Come on. You know there was a uh I forget the name of it, but it just came to me. A, a, there was a Star Wars game that was on the original PlayStation and mm. I that game held so dear to me as a child because my dad held on to it and he was like this is my game like I You guys can only play this when I'm in the room or I'm around. Um, And it was like, you know, a a cherishable moment with my dad growing up. Yeah. So I would have loved to see a game like that on here. And I just feel like there's so much to this list that it could have added. Mm -hmm. And it's not like Mm -hmm. they could update this later either. Because once these things ship out, there's no online, um, you know, there's no way for them to upload. Update this in any way, so right. I feel like they were really trying way too hard to really do what Nintendo's doing right now, mm-hmm. and I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on this list
0: I oh. agree, especially for the the cost too it's It's a hundred dollars, so you're expecting at least a good amount of games there where you're like really craving or nostalgic for mm-hmm. uh, and frankly it, a lot of these are are not really that exciting. Uh, It's nice to see a couple titles on here um, like Grand Theft Auto, you know, Red Dead just came out. A lot of people never experienced the original GTA games. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I myself, the first game uh, I had ever played in that franchise was uh, GTA 2, which is still a top-down game, just like the original one. Uh, But it's very, very different, and it still holds up well, to be honest. Uh, Mm The controls are a little wonky, which is pretty expected with Rockstar Games, I think we can see. Okay. Um, but it, it does hold up well. It kind of, uh, if you've played River City Ransom, uh, which is kind of a recent indie title that came out a few years back, it's very similar to that style of game. So if you like River City Ransom, check out Grand Theft Auto, the original one um, on the PlayStation Classic. It's mm-hmm. very fun. Uh, another game that I thought was very interesting to see here was Revelations Persona, which is the first Persona game. Um, that's one that I had never played either, and and I guess the the reception of that game is pretty poor. Uh, but for those of you who have played Persona 5 or even Persona 4 Golden back on the Vita, this might be a cool way to kind of jump back and see how that franchise started and kind of where the the roots of, of these current games are kind of coming from. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's uh there's some there's some interesting titles here. Definitely some omissions. Um, I think some stuff that I would have liked to see on there. Personally, I agree. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one or two would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, Cra- just like crash, you crash team racer crash yeah. team racing bro Come where on. is that we i would have that. Nice.
1: so good yeah Dude,
0: that's what i'm saying um uh, legend crash. of dragoon that's another rpg that i hold near and dear to my heart um another game that popped into my head uh as i was looking through the list was jade cocoon did you guys either of you guys play that or even hear that yes, game I
2: jade I cocoon do. okay it, i don't that, know this one
0: it was like it, it felt like a pokemon game to me right josiah kind of like You caught these monsters and then you like uh, like mashed them up and made like different monsters. I don't know. I was I was excited. It wasn't a uh, a, I don't probably say it was a good game, but it was fun. It was something I'd still like to revisit. You know, Uh, I'd I'd probably kick off a couple of the items on this list and
2: replace it with that. I'm looking at the title right now and there's just this big old wasp
0: creature that's on it. Yep. (laughs) That's it. That's it.
2: Don't, Don't remember this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it
0: was it's a it's a deep cut. Um, but another game that I feel it, it seems a little odd that it's not on this list in any form is Tomb Raider. That seemed oh like yeah, such an gosh, that's Tomb such Raider. an iconic PlayStation. How did I not Raider? think yeah, of that? That. Was,
1: that was a lot older though. I mean, I'm not older. It was more recent. You know. Yeah, yeah. That um, would
2: have so been and I would have bought this game just for that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the, the old games are pretty bad. So I, I, you know, I guess it's nice that they didn't make it on there, but still for me, that feels like an iconic PlayStation title that yeah. I think Dude, of I PlayStation and I think of crash Spyro tomb Raiders. Definitely on that list. I yeah, mean, so
1: definitely tomb Raiders. Um, and, and then also like chrono cross, come on. I mean, yeah, if you're an yeah. RPG fan, huge. Mm, and chrono then um, another awesome. one that I love playing, I don't like admitting it, but Oh my gosh. Uh,
0: Parappa the Rapper, come on! Oh yeah, right. That.
1: Yeah.
0: that's another iconic PlayStation oh, character too, so man. And that, I feel
1: like that was only on the PlayStation. It's yeah. old enough to be on, like on this system. Like, why oh, not? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I again, I would, I would h- gladly take maybe eight of these games that they put on this list and just throw them in the trash and yeah. sub them out. So <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Sony, if you're listening, let's get uh let's get some of these titles changed in the meantime. Yeah please. Not likely to happen. But uh are you guys either of you guys gonna be picking this up? Uh if they
1: come out with a uh classic PlayStation two, definitely consider that
0: one. I, I'm well, holding let's I'm let's holding look at the out, game yeah. Yeah, I, I will yeah. wait until I see the list because I True. when this thing got announced, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm on board." Then they yeah. announced those original five games, and I was like, "Uh, Final Fantasy sevens good. I, I maybe we'll see what the <laughs> other games are." And I'm not, I'm not excited. No. I, I, this is probably gonna be a pass for me, which so... is sad because I, I have the other two Nintendo ones, and I'm just like. Waiting for a third little mini console to sit next to him. Yeah. And yeah, a lot I, of these
1: are backwards compatible. I mean, Final Fantasy VII, that's coming out on Switch. I mean, you can pick yeah. that up on Switch. Who needs oh, a yeah. whole console for that, you know?
0: Yeah, right. So true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, I own so, that game in like five other locations too exactly. now. Exactly. So. I mean, if
2: so, <laughs> it, it, no, if you're asking me if I would pick this up, um, really, Sony, if you're listening, uh, send me one and I'll, and I'll review it for you. Um, that's basically how I feel about it. I, uh, I, I don't think that for me, this is worth a hundred bucks. There's no, there's some good titles on here. There definitely is. Um, you know, a good, I, I just don't think that this is something that I'm interested in
3: yeah Yeah, and to be
1: fair it does have the nostalgia factor you're going to have the original controller the little box it's going to feel very Mm -hmm. nostalgic being able to pull that out and play the games on it so if you Mm -hmm. don't have these games in any other fashion it might be worth it but if you're just doing it for the games it's not worth it
3: no no
0: and also just the this generation is probably the worst in terms of graphically holding up Previous to yeah. that, Super Nintendo, Genesis, those games hold up because of their 16-bit aesthetic and right. that more 2D art style for most of the games or pixel mm-hmm. art. That's that's timeless, and I don't see that ever going out of style. Yeah. But the first jump to 3D is very hard to go back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have gone back to PlayStation 1 games when they were brought to PlayStation 3 or uh, on Vita, and some of those games are just horrible to look at yeah. and, and frankly hard to control because... I mean, you know, these are developers that are exploring 3D space for the first time and uh-huh, they didn't yeah. really perfect it until PlayStation 2 and arguably even until the generation after that. So yeah. Yeah. if
2: this was 60 bucks, I'd probably consider it.
0: I'd consider yeah. it at 60, but 100 yeah. bucks, that's that's almost two full games that you can buy. Yeah, that's, so, steep. that's a no for me, dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the final piece of news is regarding the Super Smash Brothers Nintendo Direct that was just announced. Woo, 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 uh, gonna... Oh, I'm stoked. If you're listening to this episode on Patreon, it's going to be airing on November 1st at 7am Pacific Standard Time. If you're listening on your regular podcast feed, that means it already happened yesterday and I'll likely have shared my thoughts already on social media. (laughs) Uh, Of course, with these announcements, there's always rumors and predictions, but this direct comes right on the heels of arguably the biggest potential leak in Smash Bros. history. To catch everyone up, a series of images originating from Snapchat showed off what appears to be Marketing materials for the upcoming game. Amongst the different photos was the panoramic "Everyone's Here" roster shot, containing every character appearing in the game. And the one that we've seen as characters have been announced over the past few months. The picture gets changed; they fill in new characters and they move around some of the existing ones. That big photo that we're all familiar with. So the photo that began circulating online showed off what appears to be the game's final roster, including previously unannounced fighters like. Ken from Street Fighter, Gino from Super Mario RPG, Banjo kazooie yeah. Mock. Yeah. That'd be
3: so cool. I
0: that one right there is like sold it for me. Right? Um, Mock Rider, Shadow the Hedgehog, Isaac from Golden Sun, yeah. and oh, I am so hyped for that. Uh and the chorus kids from Rhythm Heaven. Um the reason this was dubbed the Grinch Leak is because the company that the guy works for does marketing for other companies. And in the same leaked photos are images of promotional material for the upcoming Grinch movie. So this leak looks like it's all but confirmed at this point, but we'll have to wait until Thursday to officially find out. Uh, Guys, what do you think? That'd be so cool.
1: Yeah. The only thing I really care about, and I know it's just hype and everyone's going to (laughs) hate me for it, but gosh dang it if I don't want Waluigi. Come on.
0: Right? I know. That's all I I care about. For sure we'd see Waluigi.
1: I think they're gonna surprise us. I mean, I I think they will, but that's all I care about at this point. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah, I, it
2: doesn't really bother me whether he's there or not. And that's your opinion, and I have
1: my opinion, and I think everyone hates I, my opinion. But we'll, I
2: gosh darn it, we'll fight over it later. All right, uh, dude, I will fight you over. <laughs> you know, Banjo yeah. Kazooie would be an awesome addition. Yeah. I just think about his fighting strategy. Yeah, <laughs> he's oh. basically like running on the field with the what's uh with the bird in his backpack, Kazooie. like just, Kazooie. yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm just saying oh. like, it would be awesome. <laughs> like you just see him running around. Like it would just, yeah, I, I don't know. It it would be very interesting um, to have him as an addition. I don't know yeah. if, I mean, I'm interested in always trying new characters. I always have my go-to really two characters I always use, but I
0: try him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For I so. definitely would. I'm hyped for Isaac because I love the Golden, Golden Sun games back in the day and I would love to see another Golden Sun game. And it seems like if they put him in here, maybe there's like hope on the horizon that we'll see something on Switch.
2: Yep. Mm, that'd be cool. You and I were talking about this, Matt, right? This is the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that would be very interesting because that yeah. game hasn't been around for quite some time.
0: Mm. I still have my original two copies. So they there was like the first one and then the, the second game on Game Boy Advance. And I still have both of those games. I don't remember if they did a third one on DS or not. Mm. I could be wrong there. But either way, the uh, original games still look fantastic. The Game Boy Advance has a really nice aesthetic to, that holds up well, too. I think mm-hmm. that's before they started going into like more three D looking stuff with DS and 3DS. So. Yeah, good games to go back to. But I um, think
2: if they are uh, bringing back Banjo-Kazooie, that could mean something yeah. for the future.
0: I don't know, because it's the problem with that is Microsoft owns the rights to Banjo-Kazooie. So they own Rare, who makes those games. Uh And yeah. it, it would be completely up to them. But I mean, we're in a day and age where we've got Crash and Spyro that are going to be on multiple consoles. Yep. Uh, or Crash already is on multiple consoles. Right. And that was traditionally looked as a PlayStation title. So who knows? Right. It's mm-hmm. always possible. I would love to see those games again. I know the, the they don't really get the best critical reception just because they're rare games and those tend to be collect-a-thons. But I grew up with those. I grew up with Donkey Kong 64. I'm yep. all about those games, man. Same give, me, here. give me all the collectibles, please. Please, please, please. Whoever <laughs> does
2: that, whoever is in charge of that, you're hearing us now.
0: Um so Josiah you mentioned you'd like to see Waluigi um at some point maybe as DLC down the road. Eric is there any character that you'd like to see in the game that hasn't been announced yet? Uh I
2: don't really have anyone that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um I'd actually on the topic of DLC would be very interested to see if they're actually going to do a DLC for this game.
0: Oh I'm sure um, they will. I'm sure Sakurai is going to say they won't but then they will. Just like I, you I said there wasn't going
2: <laughs> I'm just looking at like some of their other games like there wasn't a dlc for mario kart you know one of their biggest franchises
0: Uh, oh so there was when it was on wii u Uh, that game had two big dlc packs Uh, the one on switch didn't get any dlc because it was basically the deluxe edition from wii u but every every other first party title that nintendo has put out thus far has gotten some sort of dlc and most of it's been free Uh, i know that they'll charge for this they charged for the wii u and 3ds dlc I don't see why they wouldn't charge here but yeah. I I would be surprised if we didn't get some sort of DLC for this game somewhere down the road. Um I'd like to see uh, any of the characters from Octopath Traveler. I think that'd be kind of yeah. a fun oh, a fun, um I think um, yeah of that,
2: that would have been so cool. <sighs> well, I,
1: I, and I, yeah. I Matt you and me talked about this but I would love to see some of the characters from the current xenoblade chronicles oh
0: that'd be yeah that and since, yeah since shulk's already cool. in there there's already precedent for having a, a xenoblade representation there and you yeah. know they they've got so many characters from the fire emblem franchise represented i think they can uh, share a few of those spots with uh sure. another another good title so yeah uh, cool. yeah i i think there's definitely going to be dlc but we'll see we'll see what happens but uh in the meantime Uh, Make sure to catch the direct on Thursday uh, at 7 a.m. All right, guys. Well, let's hop into our featured segment, which is our collective review for Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on Nintendo Switch. So we've all spent the past week or so plowing through hordes of demons and other hellish creatures as we (laughs) made our way through Blizzard's upcoming release for Nintendo Switch. I know Josiah had not previously played Diablo on PC or console. And Eric, you said you remember playing it back in the day with one of your buddies. Yeah, Uh, I also personally played through the initial release on PC with one of my friends, although I reached act three, I believe at the time and basically stopped playing. So uh, I definitely have not finished the game thus far. And I also want to preface that none of us are experts at this game. Uh, As of this point, we haven't finished the five act story, but we've each put in a good amount of time. Um, together and separately figuring out the different character builds and exploring many many dungeons so i want to have a sort of open discussion with you guys around certain aspects of the game and then ultimately we'll end with our verdict for the listeners on whether this game is a must buy wait for a sale rent or skip completely (laughs) Sound
3: good yep
2: sounds great
0: so, I want to start off by reading the official list of features for Diablo Three Eternal Collection as listed by Blizzard. So, the first portion is Nintendo Switch Exclusive features. Um, and this is just kind of outlining stuff that uh, you can do specifically with the switch version. So, portability of the Nintendo Switch platform is perfect for the uh, is a perfect fit for Diablo the Diablo Three Eternal Collection. Uh, stronger together up to four players can join a single game either via couch co-op on a single device or with four devices linked via wireless LAN no internet connection required Uh, salvation in the clouds playing offline not a problem Nintendo switch online cloud saving support for save data and character progress online or off once you reconnect to a network progress is saved in the cloud via Nintendo switch online slay your way Eternal Collection is perfect for newer players or and seasoned pros alike. Enter into Act 1 of the sweeping gothic tale of the Lord of Terror's Return or jump right into Adventure Mode and Challenge Riffs without needing to complete the story. All game modes are unlocked from the start. Legendary Loot includes the Legend of Ganondorf Cosmetic Armor Set, Triforce Portrait Frame, Kuko Pet, and Echoes of the Mask Cosmetic Wings. Seasons of Slaying, online play, and seasonal ladders available through the Nintendo Switch Online service. Um, experience all existing Diablo 3 content, including the five act campaign of Diablo 3 and Reaper of Souls, the Necromancer Pack, all seven character classes, the endlessly replayable adventure mode, Kanai's Cube, challenge rifts, and the recently unveiled themed seasons, all from the moment you start and the game also supports multiple Joy-Con configurations as well as the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. So guys, let's begin with just our overall top-level impressions of the game. Uh, as you guys explored Sanctuary, what were your moment-to-moment feelings?
2: Ooh. Um, well, so it's funny because, you know, you know, Matt and I, we've done a couple of podcasts together. I originally thought i have never played this game, then mm-hmm. go to find out I've played this game. Um, <laughs> as I'm playing through this game, again, uh, it was kind of like that nostalgia. Like, oh my gosh, yes, I remember this. This was so mm-hmm. much fun. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm enjoying it a lot more on the Nintendo Switch than I ever did on the PC because that's the platform I played it on first. I love the controls for it and just the overall, like, start of it was um it was a beautiful game like right now i'm talking about it's beautiful i feel mm-hmm. like it was basically been remastered and it looks incredible
0: it looks very very good especially for the nintendo switch which is not the most powerful console we know that it's definitely mm-hmm. a, a mobile console so it's not going to have the latest and greatest chipset and mm-hmm. it's it's not saying much that it's able to run a game from 2012 But Diablo 3 is a beautiful game and the art style itself having that isometric look um, lends very well to the Nintendo Switch in terms of uh, the way it looks. So I agree. I think it looks I think it looks wonderful. I was actually surprised, pleasantly surprised at how well the game looked. I was expecting kind of like the way that Doom looks on Nintendo Switch where it looks good, but it's a little fuzzy and things are not super in focus. Um, especially with how small the characters are in this game, um, because mm-hmm. it's so much on the screen, I was worried that you're not gonna really be able to see a whole lot of detail. But man, I, I think it looks fantastic. They did a great job optimizing it for the Nintendo Switch 720p yeah. display. Well, uh, I mean it looks sharp. You and, I, and...
2: you and I started it off together, you know, yeah. when we were we were doing handheld mode mm-hmm. and when we docked it after the fact, I was like, Oh shoot, why didn't we why didn't we do this from the get-go? But I wasn't even... when be I was fair, I did it mode, first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's and true. I would have right, just I'm kept playing in handheld mode, but just I was like, have you guys seen it on the TV yet? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, it was No, I amazing. forgot you can do that. That's true. But <laughs> yes. it was so
2: good. And I mm-hmm. think I do like playing it with my Pro Controller a little bit more. Yeah. But for... I don't have any problem. I mean, Josiah, you and I were played it the other day to get, um when we weren't even online. We did it local play. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not disappointed in any way, shape, or mm-hmm. form. Whether I'm playing it handheld or if I'm playing it docked, it looks incredible regardless. And mm-hmm. the
1: cutscenes are phenomenal. Oh yeah. Really
2: insane. They're mm-hmm. so insane. The texture that they mm-hmm. put on these people's faces, they look real. It's mm-hmm. so even
1: on even in handheld mode when you're not yeah. even looking at it. And I think the fact that resolution. the game is a, almost top down and you can it's all, a little further away. It kind of mm-hmm. makes it so you're not you don't rely on the visual aspect. It's kind of mm-hmm. like playing a cell shaded yeah. game. It's like, no, it ju- it just translates well because it's further away. So the fact that the resolution isn't perfect, you can't really mm-hmm. tell. You know, so I, right. I think it translates well to this, even though mm-hmm. it's you know wasn't originally made for it. Right. Graphics may not be up to par, mm-hmm. but it I mean can't really tell. You know. I also think that I played through Octopath.
2: You know, and Octopath is a lot more pixelated than this game, mm-hmm. and so I just look at it as as a piece of art, like rather than looking at it as this crummy, bad, you know, whatever style game, even though it's been revamped. I think that it looks. Beautiful for what it is, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were able to bring this style of a of a PC game. I know it's been on other consoles and stuff that has been able to handle it, but it, it being on the Switch and it being what it is now, it it looks incredible.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I I I'm, I'll go out on a limb and say I think this is one of the best looking Switch games in handheld mode. Um, oh yeah. to, to date, I think it's it's incredible what Blizzard has done. And I think what really stands out to me is how well the frame rate holds up in this game. So yes. when you have when, when you if you've played Diablo three or you haven't played, there's a lot of shit that goes on on the screen at one time, especially mm-hmm. when you have other characters in there. So mm-hmm. um, we've we, at any given moment, you could have 50 to 100 characters all interacting, moving around on the screen. And this game holds a solid 60 frames the whole way through. So you don't get any lag. It feels really fluid. Uh, and I think that is probably the biggest piece of uh, achievement that Blizzard hit with this yeah, on Switch. Incredible. It's just how only, well it runs. Is it 60 shopping? frames or is it
1: 30 frames? That was 30 frames, right?
0: It, is it? It feels like 30. 60. Uh, That could, but it
1: it holds up the 30 frames without any drop. Let's say it's 60 because
2: that's how incredible it feels. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you exactly.
2: (laughs) But I mean, really, I feel like the only choppiness I have felt is you know, my internet speed not holding up, and I just get closer to my router and everything's fine. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's the only
1: time we experienced anything. Um, was playing. Online together mm-hmm. um, and that yeah exactly that was just has to do with our internet. It has nothing to do with the game itself, because when I play by myself, it's beautiful, even with the huge hordes i mean we we've been in had hundred you know like at least a hundred little enemies on the screen, and mm-hmm. not a single drop in the frame rate
0: yeah, and this is uh I got an official word here from Blizzards Pete Stillwell, uh, he mentioned to Eurogamer back during an interview in uh, August. Yes, uh, that the game is running at 720p when it is undocked. And when the system is docked, it will run at 960p. As for the frame rate, still well revealed that the game will run at 60 frames per second across the board. So docked or undocked, it is. I mean, there's always that argument of can you really tell? You can definitely tell, especially in a game where there is so much movement on the screen. Having mm-hmm. that fluidity is very, very important because you, you can see everything that's happening in real time. Uh, so, yes, I think it that's looks cool. fantastic. Um, I, you guys mentioned the cutscenes are incredible. Um, I, Blizzard's always done really fantastic cutscenes, And again, they translate so well to the small screen and they look fantastic on the big screen, too. So mm-hmm. uh, I am very pleased with the uh, visual aspect of the game. Um, what do you guys think of the story? Well, so far, so far. I will <laughs>
1: chime in. It's really good, but I've been getting chopped up because of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, no, it's fun. It's been cool. Sorry. Yeah. No, but I, I'm a huge storyteller as far as games. I love the storytelling aspect. Yeah. And I like the way that they do it. I was just thinking of it as we were watching the last cutscene that we watched, where it's essentially because it's a choose your own character. They mm-hmm. can't have, like, the cutscenes have your character in it. Mm-hmm. So they have a main character that they have the cutscenes scenes with, and they're an NPC in the game with you. Mm-hmm. You know, with Leah and Leah. Uh, the angel, what is, what's his name, Tyrael? Tyrael. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's actually really clever. I like that storytelling aspect of having a main character that you are not playing as but is in the game with you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a clever aspect. Yeah, yeah that's cool.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think the story for me uh, was a little difficult to follow. Um, and I again, I think it is um, because all of us are kind of jumping in and playing together sometimes or sometimes we're playing on our own. So it gets a little bit messy if you're not playing 100% co-op. Uh, you might miss some pieces of the story. But what's nice about the game is you can kind of jump in at will. I do say if you if you are very story driven, this game might be good to play through solo first. Not a big deal to play through solo. There are uh, NPC characters that can join your team and help you out with certain areas, mm-hmm. so you kind of feel like you're playing with somebody else. Um, which and and th- which I think
2: is just to interrupt you, I think is really cool.
0: Yeah, they're not they're not wonderful, but it's cool to have somebody else there that's got different abilities. Because what really makes this game shine are all of the different character abilities that you can play mm-hmm. through. So it's nice if you want to play through the story and experience it, it. It it really is a good story. What is there? Uh, what at least what we've played through thus far. Um play through it solo. Uh it shouldn't take you too long. It sounds like the main campaign's about 20 hours or so to get through. So play through that. And then if you want to go back and play with friends, then you don't feel like, oh man, I'm missing different pieces of the story or uh, you know, I don't understand what happened from this point to this point. Um but I, I do know that for us jumping in and out of each other's uh campaigns, um, when you are playing um online if anybody hits the skip button, it kind of skips the audio dialogue for everyone. So a lot of the story, we ended up just accidentally skipping through each other while we're kind of like, whatever, going through the different towns and playing and stuff. We'd accidentally hit B and it would just like skip the dialogue. And then we're like, oh, all right. I don't really know what happened. But what the beauty of this game is, uh, it's basically just mission driven. So you've got a character that's going to give you some dialogue, maybe a little bit of backstory or lore. And then they're like, all right, cool. Go in that dungeon and just kill a bunch of shit and you're like all right cool so e- e- the story isn't mission critical to playing through this game i've enjoyed 100% of what we've been doing regardless mm-hmm. of really my understanding of the story thus far That's so, so yeah i i mean for for me i yeah i'd like i'd like to experience the story at some point maybe mm-hmm. go back through solo and play just to kind of get the bits and pieces but i might even just go on youtube and watch the different you know pieces cut together too yeah. just to figure I, it uh... out so
2: I mean someone of the i mean in my opinion of the story i f- i I enjoy games that have a lot of story to them i Red Dead is a perfect example of that, like I love just sitting there and enjoying the story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: This game being so active really makes me it kind of makes it hard for me to sit down and want to hear the story through it. like I kind of yeah. just want to go in there and kill everything and then yeah, move on right like, I don't really care about the story that much. Mm -hmm. um what i feel like they did well though is basically your character isn't you know like josiah was saying your character isn't necessarily the main character but what's interesting is that each of our characters as we're talking to people has their part to play in the conversation
3: Mm -hmm.
2: um so i thought that that was kind of clever and it um because you can play up to what is it six different
0: characters i think it was seven it said
2: is it seven um but yeah so you have your different characters and each one of them has their own thing to say if depending on who you choose and yeah I don't know I I have a hard time saying that I'm re- I do like the story in this one from the you know from the little bits and pieces that I've gotten out of it but I'm more eager to just jump in and like play through it
3: yeah Than definitely. I
2: am eager to listen to the
1: story and I think <clears throat> Matt brought up the point that That's kind of how they view it is they know that that's the game it is. And they know it's like for the ADD people out there that just want to smash stuff up. (laughs) Um, And I think so, like in this story, they'll have a cut scene here and there. Mm -hmm. It's it's not like cut scene oriented, like a Final Fantasy game or Red Dead Redemption game. But the little snippets of story you get are really short and sweet.
0: You know, yeah, I, I, like true. when i
1: have experienced, it's like literally you talk to him. It's not a long, drawn, drawn out conversation. It's really short and quick. And then mm-hmm. they, they let you go smash stuff up. And I think yeah. the story is good. I don't think that they put a huge emphasis on it. And I think that that shows
0: because mm-hmm.
1: they want you to just be able to go in and play. So for me, it's like, you know, I don't really care about the story, but that's because it's not the main focus. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what Eric's saying. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is a a good point. The focus of this game is absolutely on the gameplay. Uh, What do you Mm -hmm. guys think of the overall gameplay, moment-to-moment gameplay of this? Freaking awesome.
1: I will chime in on that really quick (laughs) because I brought it up in the last podcast we did, Matt. There was a game that I used to love playing called Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, and I've been dying to play a game like that. It was the the top-down Dungeons & Dragons um, role-play type game. Um, and a buddy told me just play Diablo, just do it. And I, I was not disappointed. Totally reminds me of that each, you know, I love cause you're really, you're fighting because you want more loot and you want to upgrade your, you know, your abilities and also what your items you have. And that's exactly what I feel. And so because of that, I, I, you're always wanting to grind. You're wanting to go out there and smash people up. Like I said, um, so it, it holds up. The gameplay is awesome. That's the reason you want to play.
0: Oh, yeah, and I think um, there's quite a few action RPG games that are very uh, good, just similar to Diablo. So that one, uh, one game that I know Eric had mentioned while playing, um, what was uh, Gauntlet, the Gauntlet series. Oh, so back Gauntlet in the day, Legends, Yeah. remember playing Gauntlet back in the arcade games and just getting four people around the sticks and just going at it with the different so classes. Good. That, so it good, so good. Similar to that, um, uh, Torchlight, Torchlight 2, those are some games that are available on Steam that are uh, very similar to Diablo. Mm -hmm. They have that action RPG aspect. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a game that's uh, I believe it's free to play on Steam called Path of Exile. And I want to say it's a lot of the developers from the original or second Diablo team that actually spun off and made their own game. So that's probably the closest to Diablo without actually having a Diablo name on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Path of Exile. So those are some other games if you do like uh, Diablo and you are looking for something else or you're coming from another game and are looking for probably the best in that genre which would be Diablo 3 yeah. um, and it sounds like there's a rumor rumor has been for a while that we're going to see Diablo 4 uh, potentially even announced at this year's BlizzCon which is uh, coming yeah. up this weekend so yeah, that'd be we'll cool. See. you know I what other we'll game this reminds me of mm.
1: this this game I don't know if there's anyone that's a fan of Fable but I also got a oh, big, fable dude. I freaking love that game, and it kind of reminds me of that too, God. in in a certain ways. I don't mm-hmm. feel it. I don't no, feel it. I gotta
2: disagree. Yeah. I don't see it. Say what you. Because I loved Fable. Fable. What was it? Fable two or three?
1: Oh, dude, I loved both it. of them. Both of them are good. Well, it's that whole idea of like hordes, and you know, each you have a different action and power up, you know, mapped to every single button on your I don't know I know. feel like fire emblem warriors which it was just
2: released and I know that's there's other games like it. like it Eric because no, that <laughs> that's
0: a perfect example uh, that's that's like a muso style game though that's like yeah. a whole different genre this right. is I mean I this know, is very very much in the action RPG genre so yeah uh, I think of like playing an MMO RPG where you've got all these different you know uh, attacks that are bound to different keys you're effectively playing that but without the, the big online community of other people you're playing with yeah. at max three other people. So it's like I, a very I, small MMORPG.
2: When I was originally playing this game on the topic of Fire Emblem Warriors, I was expecting the hordes of people to be the amount that you get in a game like that.
3: hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: because you, yeah I, you know, talking to people about it and they're just saying, yeah, you just go in, you kill all these characters and, um, I, that's just kind of like the the description I can give. That's what I was feeling like
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: I was going into, but it's such a good game. I mean, the character I chose is yeah uh, i I think that I chose well. I didn't mm-hmm. originally think I chose well i It started off pretty rocky,
1: mm-hmm. but as I'm
2: getting more and more with my character. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, um, let's talk
1: about our characters. Yeah, please. <laughs> Eric,
2: w- Be-
0: what did, you, what did you, you choose? Yeah.
2: So I chose the wizard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Nice, nice. Um,
2: not disappointed at all. Um, I would say my favorite move that I have on that is disintegration. Just freaking insane. Um, I've upgraded it several times at this point. I believe I'm at level 41. Mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly mm-hmm. and oh my gosh he he's so freaking cool he's just dominates everywhere
0: what kind of a character is the wizard for folks who haven't played the so game he's or- like a, yeah mm-hmm.
2: he's like a mage um and so he's a magic style mm-hmm. um you definitely want to focus if you have a um the desire to play magic type characters. You want to go for a character like the wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, he also uh, keep in mind is um, a range character. Yeah. So you're going to really focus on range style tactics with him. You mm-hmm. can, don't get me wrong. You could definitely get into the, um, to the like groups of, of people and, and fight, but you're better off. Taking a step back and and uh, fighting from a distance, mm-hmm. um, so he's like a what would you consider that like an area attack type character because mm-hmm. he's going to be yeah. uh, in the in the back, um, and he's very uh, spell based. Yeah, um, you know, on the topic of being a mage, of course you'd expect that, but a mm. lot of his things are spell based. So yeah, uh, which is really really great, and he basically has. You use this energy when you cast your spells. At the beginning of the game, you basically have to be careful of how much of the energy that you're using. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as you cast each spell, it consumes energy. As the game goes on, I'm at like level 41. And the, uh, the energy that gets consumed is a lot less depending on your build. So I can use, as I said, Disintegration has been one of my favorites. It is also one of the biggest things that consumes your energy. Mm-hmm. And I can use it almost endlessly at this point. Because my build, I've basically maxed out my energy. So I, I can just continue to use all my spell style uh, moves and not take up any of my energy. Mm-hmm. Which is which is super helpful, especially when you're in boss. Fights
1: and things like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Josiah, what about you? What character did you pick?
1: I chose the demon hunter, which right. was surprisingly <laughs> different than I thought. Um, I, th- I originally thought it, you know it'd be some you know uh, badass with like double knives that you know rips demons' hearts out or something. But yeah. it's essentially it reminds me of a lot of like a, a, a ranger in different mm-hmm. other games. So it's mm-hmm. um, archery based um of course range it's kind of interesting i was thinking about it we all picked kind of range characters yeah, I, know. Uh, I was like why no did one we... is melee. yeah <laughs> i didn't no. think about that <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't at all and so it's been interesting to play with you guys because all range we're not or like outside of the horde just shooting mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's been fun but yeah so i did um the demon hunter uh, super kicks butt i'm a little bit behind you guys i'm only at level 33 right now um <clears throat> So I haven't gotten quite to the point that Eric's talking about where he doesn't even care about the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my character is really cool. So the, my favorite move that I've been using the most, my favorite skill is called um, rapid fire. And it's essentially <laughs> just so cool. It kicks behind. It's like a machine gun with my bow and arrow. Yeah, um, and I just, cool. I added a rune to it, which um, launches homing rockets while using rapid fire. So while I'm shooting at the enemies in front of me, with rapid fire, it also sends out homing missiles to people that are around me. Um, a, a lot of stuff like that, you know. Um, oh, what else do I got? You know, my character is based off of dexterity. So there's a lot of different, like, acrobatic moves I can do. Um, plant little landmines, stuff like that. Um, really cool. I, I was not expecting that going into it, but it's been fun to get to know, you know, the different moves. Um, yeah, that's man. That's all I got.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: looks. I picked a girl just to be different because I knew these nimrod's both choose men, and no I'm uh, I'm living in 2018, man. You know.
0: I know. <laughs> I was I was, so I, was uh, I was going to do a, a girl character, and I I ended up choosing the necromancer, and for whatever reason, I just felt that wouldn't be a woman. I don't know. I just thought like necromancer seems like a guy, so. Get with uh, the times, man. I know, man. I've been playing
1: necromancers. Break I can't, that glass I can't ceiling. Ever, I, <laughs> it's
0: so
2: I can't ever do a girl character. I don't know what it is. Uh, nothing against women. I love my wife and my daughter, okay? Um, just to be clear. Okay? But I don't know. Whenever I play games, that's not what it's about. I like having the character be like a, an extension of me. Like, I don't know. That's just mm-hmm. how I've always looked at it. I can never do a girl character.
1: Eric Manning's really LARPing he's he's dressing up in his off time yeah. as his character oh my gosh you're so dumb
3: <laughs> well the
1: corner
2: it's allowed
0: so uh i i chose as i was saying the necromancer character uh which was one of the expansion characters on pc um uh, it is included in this game it's part of the eternal collection so uh it was pretty cool to play this character i i did play wizard back when i was uh, um first playing through on pc so i wanted to try something different of course uh, this character is very unique and I think has an interesting skill level requirement that um, that you kind of need to take into account if you haven't played this game before. I probably wouldn't start with the Necromancer just because it is a, a little um, confusing at times with, with the type of abilities that they have. So the biggest um, thing that the Necromancer does is basically utilizes the corpse that are on the ground after you kill enemies. So as you guys are going through plowing through these demons and enemies uh, in these dungeons, they're gonna leave behind a little corpse and the necromancer can take advantage of those corpses in different ways. So you first start out and you can make the corpse corpse bodies explode to deal damage to other enemies. so it's a really good uh, AOE attack to kind of like help you know break down some of those enemy groups. Um, the one that I gravitated towards pretty early on was the corpse lance which basically um, consumes one of those corpses, turns it into a, a sharp lance, and it automatically pierces the nearest enemy. So I end up going through, these guys are doing a bunch of damage, and I'm just holding down the corpse lance, and these all of these corpses are just going, <laughs> shooting every which way, uh, and killing enemies, and what's cool wait, is... Wait,
1: does it do, Matt?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, one more time, I didn't have my headphones on. it does it sounds great so uh definitely recommend playing with headphones so you can hear that sound uh so yes what's what's cool is uh you know you you kill one enemy with the corpse lance they leave behind another uh another corpse so then you lance that you know it's just an endless circle of just killing enemies with their their own corpses which is kind of cool so uh other things you can do you can basically have an entire army of skeletons that follow you um, seven different skeletons that stay there uh, that don't die. They basically just keep fighting for you. Um, you can raise the dead and have uh, enemies, corpses that you had on the ground, come back on your side and fight for you temporarily. You can summon uh, like spectral mages that fight for you too, that are extremely powerful uh, later in the game. So at some points um, you know we're running through these dungeons. These guys are just, they're single characters and I have like this army following me and and they kept getting confused, and I would even get confused at times of like, oh, are those my guys or are the enemies? So it's a little bit of a skill cap there, I would say, in, in terms of the um, abilities. It's not as cut and dry as some of the other classes where you're just casting stuff, If uh, like the wizard. You do have to kind of wait for these corpses to accumulate, and then you can really capitalize on it. So the necromancer is great it, kind of later in the fights, not necessarily in the very beginning. The the attacks that they that they get to kind of uh, deal with crowd control and stuff aren't really the greatest. They're not super high damage effects until you've got those dead enemies on the ground. So uh, overall, though, I think this it's very cool to have all these different classes. Uh, and all of these different abilities that you can play through. And I, I definitely would like to go back through the game and play through probably more of like a, a melee type class at this point just because yeah, we've done I so agree. much range.
1: Yeah. Um, I definitely want to try the Crusader. The Crusader looks Me too. Me yeah. too. We need to yeah. play through it again and we'll just do yeah.
2: Crusader.
0: Well, we can't all be melee classes. Oh, it's time. barbarian. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> oh, it'll, it's all just right. going to happen. have to happen. I'm, just I'm also
1: interested in that witch doctor. What is a witch doctor? The witch doctor's cool. So that was yeah. the
2: one that I played the first time around. And he is really cool, but one of the dumbest moves that I used all the time was he basically had what was it was something like he brought forth like these frogs that mm-hmm. went out and attacked. And it was so dumb, but it was so helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I played the witch doctor just in uh heroes of the storm which is blizzard's like moba type game on pc they've got a witch doctor type character in there from diablo so i've played somewhat of what those moves are and yeah it's basically a ranged character again you're manipulating different elements and things and summoning the frogs is one of the moves (coughs) in there too so uh i probably won't go to that one next but i'd like to try out a melee class i will say though we're playing through the game on normal which is like the default setting uh, for new, new players definitely don't do that up the difficulty yeah. um because we we're we're just going through and like our health is hardly even getting touched we haven't died at all any of us uh, yeah, i got no. to a point earlier today in a dungeon where i was off by myself and yeah. i almost i almost <laughs> got my health down but then i i just backed up and healed real quick and it was not a big deal so we haven't really ever felt like we're in danger if you want that like power fantasy then play on normal because you're just gonna feel extremely overpowered from the I very get go yeah. and like I, my health yeah. literally has not
1: I, even gotten out of the green never like it's ridiculous didn't want to play by myself yeah,
0: yeah i've never it, had yeah even too. solo it's it's very very easy so the game does have five difficulties normal and then it goes up into higher difficulties from there so there's clearly much more of challenging difficulties if you do um like that type of gameplay uh, mm-hmm. i thought for all of us we just play through on normal but i didn't realize normal was going to be so easy so yeah uh, we also did not get a chance to try out some of the other game modes that i mentioned earlier adventure mode challenge rifts etc um so i do want to get in and, and try those game modes out as well because normally you have to unlock those they're all unlocked from the start and yep. I feel like those might be some more kind of get in, pick up and play real quick type of deal. So uh, what did you guys think of the online experience of the game?
2: All right. I'm going to take this one because I think we all agree. The freaking in game chat.
1: Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that's, that's been fair. I think that's more on Nintendo. I really do. That's probably more. On I Nintendo think so. Than it is yeah. on. Maybe. Maybe. Diablo.
0: Yeah, I I think that's I'm fair because s- on because on PC they have their own in-game clients, so they handle that. But on the consoles, on PS4 and on Xbox, you have your your different console level parties that you can set up there. So, but they uh, could have yeah. hosted
2: their own online server if they wanted to.
0: I mean, they could. They just they, they'd they have could to, have. They'd have to rewrite the game's code to be able to yeah. implement it into the game itself, which Very is doable. True. But I agree. It's this is a Nintendo issue, and and I think we're gonna see a lot more of this. Uh, as we move forward with the Nintendo Switch Online, a lot mm-hmm. of third-party games don't have the capability to integrate <coughs> into the right. Nintendo Switch Online app because it looks like right now Nintendo's only supporting first-party apps, or uh, first-party right. games there. Um, yeah. So you, you're either left without voice chat or you're yeah. doing what Fortnite does where they do integrate it into the mm-hmm. game itself. And mm-hmm. and that's a fantastic experience to just really yeah. plug and play. Right. But yeah, so we ended with- up having to set up a Discord server to chat in game which you know it's fine it's it's what a lot of people do anyway to be able to chat Mm -hmm. in games these days so it's not it's not like a a detriment to do that but it would be nice to be able to play with one set of headphones and have Mm -hmm. the voice and the uh, game audio in there for
2: me one of the most annoying things was just having basically two different headphones on Mm -hmm. like if i didn't want you guys to hear the tv audio like i have airpod in one ear and then Mm -hmm like my gaming headset on the other ear or I would just have like my plug-in headphones that go directly into my iPhone Mm -hmm. and then have my headphones go over them because the audio doesn't bleed into them. So it's just like (laughs) I'm getting creative, I guess, with how I'm doing it now. But we shouldn't have to do that. That's what bothers me. Yeah. We shouldn't have to get creative with how we put our headsets on. I agree. Um. Like that's just and I don't blame I don't blame uh, Blizzard for this because obviously this is an older game. I'm not expecting them to rewrite everything just to give us online play. But one of the big things is, is that this game is very multiplayer focused. Oh, for sure. Very multiplayer focused. And of course, it being online multiplayer um, and just multiplayer overall focused, I would have hoped to have something a little bit more than this. Mm -hmm. Um, this doesn't affect my overall rating of the game by any means because the game's incredible but it just really bothers me that i have to get creative with how i not only listen to the game but also be able to chat with you guys
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i do think that the way they did the online is really smart though um having couch co-op as an option which is totally. really cool. So, can That's we talk a, about that for a minute? Because, yeah, who does not love couch co op mode? I yeah.
1: love, I guess, I'm, what I loved about that Dark Alliance game. Yeah, who, who I feel like funny. I miss like, this.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's not we, a lot of games that do couch co op anymore because everybody's playing online now. But mm-hmm. there's something so good about just sitting next to a friend or family member or multiple people in the same room and just playing together on the yeah, same yeah. TV.
2: I agree. Like, yeah. I, I, Thank goodness. I'm so glad that Call of Duty did this as well. Like, I, I just miss m- sitting next to... Like, I have my little brother. He comes over all the time. And I'm like, cool, bring your Xbox if you want to play with me. Like, you shouldn't have to take up a whole nother team. <laughs> His yeah. Xbox doesn't play with me. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. And, you know, like some games, it's just not. it's just not the right fix. But I'm glad that games are still um you know still have this in their mindset that they want to support it as well
0: yeah Um, and i think the addition of local multiplayer was mm -hmm. just so smart on their on their behalf too so local multiplayer means you could each have your own switch which is what we did and you're playing your own game on your switch and then without even needing wi-fi the switches are connecting uh via themselves they just make an ad hoc network that they connect to and it's seamless and it works perfectly. Seems and cool. you could be playing at the park with somebody yeah. and not have an internet connection and play together uh, online, which is an incredible experience. Yeah. Uh, Josiah
2: and I-, and I tried this, by the way. I mm-hmm. think I mentioned that earlier. But Josiah, yeah. remember Josiah when we were yep. um, hanging out the other day? We yep. So we tried this out. And what's incredible, kind of going back to, of course, earlier conversation, but no lag. Like literally no None. issues with it whatsoever. It was, Beautiful. yeah, it was awesome. I'm so glad that they integrated that. Yeah.
1: Cool. cool.
0: Well, guys, what is your overall review of the game?
1: Hmm. I think it's fantastic. Um, I mean, again, it, it, let's face it. It's an older game. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like, you know, but it, they did revamp it. So, I think being transferred over to the Switch, all the little things they've added, I don't think it's lost any of its luster from Mm -hmm. its previous generation. I mean, I'd give it a solid, you know, nine, maybe Mm -hmm. a nine and a half if Mm -hmm. I had a little wine in me. But, you know, it really freaking (laughs) good.
0: So you'd you'd say it's a must-buy then?
1: (laughs) I'd say it's a must-buy. For a Switch owner, it's a no-brainer. I mean, the Switch is a phenomenal system. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm all about supporting every M-rated game that comes out. I'm like, buy it. That way they keep putting things out. But this is one of the games where I'm like, this is, I mean one of the best online plays for switch you know it's a fun rpg that which we don't have that many on the switch Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think it's i mean definitely a must buy if
0: you have a switch yeah all right so must buy from josiah eric what about you
2: um i think it's really great i was not expecting to play this game um so shout out to blizzard thank you so much for getting this game into our hands yeah um and I'm glad that they did because I feel like this would have sucked to miss it. Um, I think that it's a really great game, really great game overall. And it's a game, it's a it's a good game. Um, good
1: game, you got grain, no. bro.
2: <laughs> I know, man. Shoot, this one beer in me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, so he's but it's it a nine point five. <laughs> <laughs> it is a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a solid 9.5.1 for me, guys. Hey. I just, <laughs> um, I I would give it a nine out of ten. Um, it's a really great game. I would definitely say it's a must buy. Um, if you have any like concerns about, like I'm speaking to the the people who have like concerns about playing older games, wait till it's on an, on deal um or if they have a discount on it i would say buy it then but anybody else who's looking for a great game Mm -hmm. uh to play with friends to play with whoever or just to have a game that you can sit down with somebody to play with um in the living room i'd say buy it this is a really really must have game i'm super super excited that i was able to play it and uh i'm gonna continue to play this game it's oh, gonna yeah. be hard with game season, uh, but yeah. I absolutely it, and it's what I think is great about this game is it's easy to pick up and and uh, yeah. play it where you left off.
0: Yeah, perfect for the switch yeah. Again. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I I agree. So must buy from Josiah. Must buy from Eric. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I it's it's definitely a must buy for me as well. Uh, this game's got tons of hours of gameplay. Again, uh, the story's gonna take you roughly twenty hours. And then the, the DLC content's going to take you probably another 10 hours or so, maybe longer there. So you got tons of story. You've got a, a bunch of additional modes that are all unlocked from the start. So tons of replayability. Uh, they support this game all the time with new seasons, new seasonal content. So they are still supporting Diablo 3. There's still an active community there. You'll have a brand new community of Switch owners playing this as well. The uh, online and co-op modes, as we said, they lend for hours of gameplay. Uh, I like the the ease of being able to jump in, have your friends jump into your party at will and they can leave whenever and it doesn't affect the story, doesn't affect the game. Um, very, very quick to pick up and play a couple dungeons. So again, like you said, Josiah, great for the Switch, great for that portability aspect. Um, getting together with friends, being able to do local, local multiplayer, not even having to be on a Wi-Fi network is a huge win. Um, I'd say this game's a clear must buy. I think right now for Switch owners, Uh, You might be a little bit hungry for a big title uh, until Pokemon Let's Go comes out. And if that's not your cup of tea, then this game will absolutely hold you over until Smash for the next month. So uh, I think this if you're not playing Red Dead Redemption right now, this is the game that you should be picking up for your Nintendo Switch.
2: Honestly, I'll say even if you're playing Red Dead Redemption because you can't play Red Dead all the time.
0: Yeah, this is is a a really nice change of pace from Red Dead if you are playing Red Dead right now too because it's so slow and then you get into Diablo and you're like... I just want to kill some shit right now. Yeah. Right, shoot <laughs> <So laughs> lance's boy. So <laughs> All right, well, guys, I want to thank you both for joining me today on the show. Uh, where can folks find you guys online?
1: Um, uh, you go first, Eric. You're, you're, okay. you're on first in the notes.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, oh, thanks. Uh, so you can find me. Uh, my Instagram is really where I'm most active. So uh, my Instagram is in the mind of Eric. So feel free to reach out to me there. I also Thinking own my own long. business. <laughs> it is not long. How dare you, sir? Uh, no, but I also own my own web design business. So uh, you can check that out. Um, it's at from edge to edge. So that's Instagram there. If you want to check out my website, it's from edge to com. If you have any questions or need any support with uh, web design as well, you can email me at hello
1: at from edge to com. Awesome. Yes. And then uh, for me, uh, I'm just good old-fashioned Instagram. That's Josiah underscore Mills. Um, come on by, say hi. Hey, what can I say? And good old-fashioned Facebook as well. Cool.
0: Uh, yeah. Thanks again, guys. If you have any questions for the show, email me at the email address, hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you listen to In Your Element on. Take a moment to drop a five-star review on iTunes or in the Apple Podcast app as it helps with discoverability for the show. And also, a reminder to visit patreon.com slash element and support at any level to receive bonus episodes early, gain access to the In Your Element Discord server, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Until next time, see you later, Elementalists.